Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale Business Podcast. My name is Hector Santia Esteban, and I am your host for today. And we're here with Chris Wolpert. He is the founder of Group Benefit Solutions, and their mission is to modernize healthcare and really help the individuals by eliminating some of their expenses. And Chris, you'll have to catch us up a little bit about how you got in here, what you guys do. And I know we were talking on our pre-call that, you know, what you guys do and the business that you're actually in are probably two kind of different things, if you will. And so catch us up on kind of your mission and, and kind of what you guys are actually trying to effect and the change that you create with the organization. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. First of all, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate us being able to share the time and space together here and with your audience as well. And yeah, as you mentioned, the mission here is to modernize healthcare, which is a pretty broad thing. So to narrow it down further, we do that. Our way of modernizing healthcare is involves eliminating employees out of pocket expenses while simultaneously guiding them to the highest quality healthcare that's available. And the best part is there are bottom line savings that we generate for the companies we work with, not just for those employees when we're eliminating their deductibles and co-pays and co-insurance. And we're able to take work off of the HR team's plate through our process as well. So that's really what our mission is day to day. That's what we're working to try and achieve is to bring solutions that have normally been reserved for very large institutions and bring those down to the small and the mid-market groups as well. We work with companies of all different shapes and sizes, of course, but I think our sweet spot really is in these groups that have maybe somewhere around 25 to 50 employees and go up to about 500 or a thousand kind of that that seems to be where we play the most and have the most kind of solutions that we can deliver and things like that but as we start to dig into this a little bit further we've got smaller groups than that even we some of the smallest groups we have five six seven eight employees so this is something that a lot of times when people start to hear about what we're doing they just think oh we're too small for that that's something that only the big dogs can do and it's fun because we educate them on the fact that No, that's not really the case, right? There are things that you can do to start to control this cost. And that's part of the problem is that for years and years, and really decades at this point, they've been conditioned to believe that there's nothing they can do to control their healthcare costs. And fortunately, or fortunately, whatever your opinion is of the system we have in America, it's people like to say we have a broken healthcare system. And I like to point out to them that no, actually, we don't. Our system are with healthcare and health insurance and everything. It's functioning perfectly, exactly the way it was designed. Now, the problem is it wasn't designed by the employers that are footing the bill. It was designed by large insurance carriers. It was designed by the large hospital systems. And it was designed by brokers. That is a role that I was traditionally in until we started GBS and formed more of a consulting agency than just a simple insurance agency, if you will. I'm glad that you went there. I'd love to know the superhero origin story, if you will, of GBS, because it seems at least from the outside and in a completely uninformed opinion and perspective, if you will, that is a very guarded, that there's a lot of gatekeepers in that industry, that it it at least seems bureaucratic and red tapish. Like you said, the big players are the ones that get in and definitely push back and correct me if I'm wrong. But I would imagine that creates some challenges when you're starting up and getting into that. So what was that like getting started and why were you crazy enough to try and to take on this kind of challenge? Yeah, that's a a great question. Sometimes I wonder that myself, but (laughs) 
<laughs> Why did I do all this? No, but uh, I've been in the insurance industry ever since I got out of college. I fell into it, which is how most people get into insurance, quite frankly. What I noticed over time was that we were going out and we'd deliver these renewals. I was part of a different agency at the time. And we'd go out and deliver these renewals. And basically, the senior producer, I guess, if you will, he would just go there and him and Han, he'd talk about what legislation was going on and what was going on at the federal level and at the state level. And then he'd complain a little bit about the carriers and, ah, gee, shucks, this is the, this is the best we can do. And you're only getting an 8% increase this year on your second highest line item on your P&L and as though it was good news. And I remember at one point just asking him like, so when do the cost actually ever go down? Like, when does that happen? That doesn't happen. It was just one of these things where I was just really feeling ick about what I was doing. It really was taking the wind out of my sails. And I felt like I wasn't solving a problem for my clients, right? I was going out there and putting on a smiling face and trying to make something that was not good news seem like it was good news. And so that was a real gut check for me. And all of this was even post ACA, right? So the ACA kind of reshuffled the deck of the Affordable Care Act, that is. But what I noticed was that at the time, there were plenty of producers out there that were just that just got out of the business at the time, they just said, you know what, I've made my bag, I can go retire and do my thing or whatever. So I'm going to do that. I'm not going to relearn this new environment, this new landscape that's going to be the post ACA. And so I saw that as my opportunity. And so what I started doing was, rather than just getting out of the industry altogether and figuring out something else to do, I really went deep on that and tried to connect with people, mostly on LinkedIn at the time. And this was probably 2013, 14, 15 in that time frame. So I'm doing all this research. I'm finding all these different solutions that are out there and things like that. And as you said, it's a hero's journey, right? You're this reluctant hero that gets pushed into this adventure that you have to go on. And through that, I found some mentors. I found some other people in different markets all across the country that were actually putting things in place that were controlling those costs. And that was really their message in their marketing and really the way that they were structuring the health plans and designing those, they were doing it in such a way that it aligned all those misaligned incentives from those key stakeholders, the carriers, the hospital systems, and the brokers, and aligning those the incentives with the employer, who, again, is the one who's footing the bill in this country. And so as I did that, and as I started to meet more folks across the country that are doing this, I approached that senior producer, the guy who owned the agency, and I said, hey, I've found some of this stuff, and I'd really like to start to apply some of this. And then it was like, no, no, you don't want to do that. You just want to have good relationships with the insurance carriers, and you want to have good relationships with their reps, and this and that. And it's like, yeah, but this isn't solving a problem for anybody. And meanwhile, we're also, we're having these conversations in renewal meetings about how they're going to have to have this increase. And so then they're talking about increasing deductibles, increasing co-pays, co-insurance, just skinnying down and diluting the plans so that they could lower the premium. They were doing that or what they were doing is they were just saying, all right, employees are going to have to pay more this year, right? So they were paying $100 last year. They're paying $125 a month this year for the same coverage or sometimes worse coverage. And so that was one of the things that I started to look at that and look at my own kind of employment and things and just thought there's a better way to do this. And 
I can be that guy that in my market brings these solutions to bear and go against the grain trying to bring on new clients rather than trying to tell the same story as everybody across town and just getting frustrated in the process because, gee, how are you different than who we've already got? And so now I've got a story I can tell. I've got the solutions that can back it up. And at this point, we have the experience because it was in 2016 was when was when I actually launched GBS was when we started. So just over seven years ago, as of this recording, was when that happened. And it's been as any kind of entrepreneurial or hero's journey, there's always you make a lot of mistakes. I remember one of my mentors at the time said, hey, you know, the good thing about starting your own firm like this is one, you get to make all the dumb mistakes you want. The bad thing is that everybody's going to have their hand in your pocket. And so those that was the best. I repeat that business advice all the time because it's so true. I don't care what industry you're in. Again, if you're going to have the gumption and the courage to start your own firm or start your own business, yeah, you're going to have to learn some hard lessons the hard way by trial and error and by making those mistakes. And meanwhile, you're going to have everybody that's pitching you solutions on how they can help you improve, how they can help you with lead gen or technology or whatever the case is. And all of these things sound great, but you really have to focus in on, all right, what is it that we're ultimately trying to accomplish? And so the reason I'm giving this long answer is when we started to unpack that, it was like, look, if this is not something that's going to help us modernize healthcare by eliminating employees out of pocket or guiding them to higher quality healthcare, it's not a priority. It's not something that we necessarily need to do right away. That's what our focus is. That's what our message is. We stay on that message. And then what we've been able to do now at this point is we're now attracting employers to us that want to go on that hero's journey. And now the difference is we're not the hero. We're simply the guide. And we get to show them the way. We get to be Yoda and they're Luke Skywalker or insert whatever hero's journey and mentor you want to have there. But that's really kind of the thought process behind that is that we did go on that hero's journey. We figured out all the pitfalls and now we can help guide employers through becoming heroes themselves. Yeah. I love that you brought that up and I didn't know that we were going to go there because anytime someone brings up the hero's journey, it can turn into a three hour conversation. And so I'm never the first one to bring it up. But I would love for us to when we get back from break for you to go into a little bit more about that, because a lot of businesses frame themselves as the Luke Skywalker. And you mentioned that there's a shift there. And I'd love for you to talk about that, how that plays out into your products, your services, or how you even manage your team and such. And so we're going to get into that uh, right when we get back from break. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media. And we are a podcast and content creation company. We like to think of ourselves as genius makers because chances are, if you're listening to this, you have some sort of passion or purpose or a mission, a message, something that you want to get out to the world, but you also might not have the time or the team or the tech skills to be able to do that. And so if that's the case, go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. And we might be able to help. You can also check the show notes for info. And with that, let's get back to today's episode. Chris, before I cut to break, we were talking a little bit about the hero's journey. And then while we were at break, you, you actually made a, a comic book for your marketing. As, so just talk to us about what kind of you've done, how you've incorporated this idea into the, the hero's journey throughout your business, and maybe even why it's such a big part of your kind of operating system. Yeah. So one of the things that happened when I started GBS back in 2016, it was a few months in and I got my hands on a brand new book at the time called Story Brand by Donald Miller. And 
when in reading that, I was also at the time, I was starting to write a book myself. I always thought I would write a book and use that kind of as a marketing tool and as a way to differentiate myself and create some credibility and expertise and those kinds of things. And it does all of that. But the problem was I had written this outline and it was a very kind of serious and straightforward insurance book. And it was like, gosh, like, I don't even want to write this. Nobody's going to want to read this. What am I actually trying to accomplish here? And at the time I'd come across this book. And then I'd also, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about writing a business book, but doing it as a hero's journey, like we were talking about before. And that's really the shift. You're right. And that's what Donald Miller talks about in his book, Story Brand, a little bit is that so often there's companies and brands that they're trying to position themselves as the hero for the client, right? And there's a number of reasons why that doesn't work, but the, ultimately everybody's on their own hero's journey. So they want to feel like they're the hero of the story, right? Not that they need to be rescued, right? And so that was a major shift for me to realize that, hey, whatever I do in marketing, A, the client needs to be the central figure in this story, in this role. And I need to be able to build around that. And again, Donald Miller talks about this in his book, but you as the brand, you as the solution provider, the whatever it is, you are the mentor. You're the one that guides the hero along the journey. You're the one with the expertise, the credibility, the experience to be able to do what it is that they're trying to do. But ultimately, they are the one to be the hero and to identify as the hero and to get on board with this mental and emotional journey that they're going to go on of becoming your customer, your client, or what have you. And that was really eye-opening for me. And then the other thing was, I thought, this is great if I can tell this story and have these heroes. And in my business, typically the people I'm reaching out to and I need to build consensus with are people in the HR department and the finance department. And so I decided to have a story that would feature these two heroes, a CFO and an HR director, basically. And they need to go on this journey of discovering how they can lower their healthcare costs because they're just thinking like, most of these business owners now, or most of these leaders now, hey, there's nothing I can do. I just have to accept this 8 to 10% each year, and we just need to deal with it and take the least bad renewal option and kind of go on our merry way. And so this is a different message. This is, hey, you need to overcome those limiting beliefs and realize that this is possible. And there might be some change involved, but it's maybe not as much as what you're expecting, right? Because we're going to build a health plan very similar to the way that you do now, but we're going to have these additional enhancements that you didn't realize were available, perhaps, or whatever the case is. That that was really central. And then the other thing was really, for me, quite honestly, quite frankly, was that I wanted to have something that was a pattern interrupt, right? There's other advisors, there's other consultants out there that have books or that have really clever marketing or things like that. But when I send a comic book through, that's instantly, it's very memorable. It's a pattern interrupt because chances are very good. That's the first time that they've actually gotten a comic book that's a marketing piece that's a fun way to educate them about how they can shift their thinking in terms of the solution that we're providing or in terms of the problem of ever rising healthcare costs and employee dissatisfaction, quite frankly. So that was really the genesis behind it was wanted to have something different, wanted to have something unique. And ultimately, it's a, a standard comic book size is 22 pages. So somebody could read through this in 20 minutes, get the gist, but 
at that point, hopefully have enough to respond to one of my emails, answer one of my calls, come on one of our webinars, come to one of our live events, and just engage with us in some other way. But again, it's really, I think the most important thing as an entrepreneur is being able to have a consistent message that you put out that is able to differentiate yourself from anybody else that they might think that you're in the same category with, and then have a way to invite them in, right? Have a way to invite them in to learn more, to engage with you and decide for themselves, hey, is this right for me? Is the timing right for us right now? There's a number of other factors that are going through their minds. And as much as we want to bring on every piece of new business we can, we also recognize that our timing is not the same as our prospects timing, right? They've got their own timetable, they've got their own priorities, and those things may have nothing to do with us or what the solutions that we provide or things like that. It's really a way of connecting with an audience in in a way that just meets them in a fun way where they're at, and then can start to bring them out of their shell and onto this hero's journey along with us. And again, we'll be their guide along that journey with them. Such a, a masterclass in marketing and prospecting and sales. Thanks for sharing that and doing that. I think it's a great example. Chris, if people want to get connected with you, find out more about what you guys do, where's the best place to go? I'd say probably our website, uh, gbsbenefitsgroup.com as our website. I've got another book that's available there too. And of course, you can learn about us, the team. We've got some helpful videos that kind of help explain how our process works. I know I, from a very high level, explained it, but you can dig a little bit deeper on that. And then of course, the other place I'm pretty active as well is on LinkedIn. So can find us there on LinkedIn. And in addition to learning about how to control healthcare costs. I put put out a Aesop's fable every Friday and a dad joke every Sunday. So there's some, again, some additional fun ways to engage. But yeah, I'd say check out our website, go on LinkedIn. I tend to not hide myself online as somebody who's in sales and things like that. So can always reach me that way. Fantastic. Thank you all for being with us today. Go and get connected with Chris. If you uh, enjoyed today's episode, we would love and appreciate a rating or review. If you know someone who is in the midst of scaling their business or thinking about starting one, please send them this episode and go and see how you can incorporate this hero's journey into your own marketing mix and let Chris and I know how it goes. We would love to hear about it. But thanks as always for being part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.